Hello, it is the Inside NBL Show, our weekly preview, our weekly review. We've moved it all together. As always, we're here by the standard squeeze, Ryan from Astute Newstead and Bonus Bet. I'm the Matrix. I'm here with Hammer Mill himself. Mate, how was your weekend? Man, it was better than I thought it was. I, I was thinking I've had a shocking round. My season was on life support, and I woke up Monday morning and checked the score, and top 2%. What a weird round we had, right? Yeah, like, I was, like, throwing the towel in um, hmm. with my score as well. Um, just got basically everything wrong. But great news, so did everybody else. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, we're going to go through that again in a little bit. Um on today's show, we're going to cover the breaking news. We're going to go through injury updates. We're going to cover our teams. We're going to go squeeze of the week. We're going to review the games. We're going to preview the games. We're going to look at the most traded in. We're going to touch on some trade and captain thoughts and answer all your questions along the way. Mate, should we just start heading into the breaking news? Yeah, let's do it. It's time for some news from around the league. Mate, Sydney is imploding. Is the coach on the hot seat? Tell me about it. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I don't want to jump to conclusions because I'd hate to see anyone lose their job, but he's got the roster and they're not performing. So rumour mill spinning. Brian Gorgian has flagged his intention to come back and coach domestically once the Olympics are done. And Sydney is potentially one of those landing spots. There was an article today with uh, Body Naj uh, saying that he would come to Sydney with some horrendous baggage as well, including assistance of Jacob Jacomus. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I don't know why Jacomus would be the one that you're bringing along, but maybe an assistant role is um, is the next step for Jacomus. Um, but, yeah, look, I don't know how much credibility it is to it, but... Hey, with the way Sydney are going, I wouldn't be super surprised. Maybe Gorge is backing himself that he's that good that he needs a handicap. And, and Jacomus is that minus four or five wins, you know, to set him back with the rest of the pack. <laughs> hey, like, if you have a look at the ladder, it's getting pretty dire for Sydney, isn't it? They're dropping back and their friends down the highway at Illawarra are coming for him. It's uh, that middle of the pack's looking real crowded. Um, I really like like that Christmas day where the Kings went out and said, like, here's your Christmas present. You can go back to the highway with this L. I don't know if that's mm -hmm. the right way. Probably not with the camera being backwards. But um, yeah, I really like that. And when you see like, like even the bullets in Southeast Melbourne seem like teams that can turn it on. Hawks definitely can turn it on. They've been phenomenal the last like what is it a six game win streak um but to be Something eight and nine and yeah they're, breakers they're have kind good. of impressed me 
And at the right time too, their, uh, their schedule is just about to get real nice. So uh, we'll dive into that one a bit later on as well. You got any other would breaking news? The Hawks, would you call the Hawks the Stephen Bradbury's of the NBL ladder at the moment? Well, everyone else in front of them is falling over, aren't they? Tassie had a bit of a slide. Sydney's hit the uh, skids. Cairns hit and miss. Brisbane got a win on the weekend, but they've been dropping. It's it's all come together for them. So I suppose that sort of covers the Hawks' winning streak um, continuing. Um, is there any concerns about Melbourne's stumble on the weekend against the 36ers of all teams? Yeah, well, that's two losses on the trot, isn't it? They dropped one to Cairns the, uh, the week before. Uh, look, they've got that many games in hand that, I wouldn't be concerned just yet. We'll have to see what happens this weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's it's not great signs. They were rolling. Travers was out. They've had a few things to deal with. And to be fair, the 36ers have remembered how to catch the ball. So, yeah, just wait and see on this one. I'm, I'm not too concerned. Before I move on from breaking news, I'm loving some of the chat in there. King's finals aspirations look fuzzier than Matrix's webcam. Looks all right at my end, but it's just started pissing down raining up here in Queensland, so it might be a bit fuzzy for the next little bit. Um, I don't know if there's an aerial on the roof connected to my internet. I don't really get it. but Got to pay for the uh, upgraded subscription to the OnlyFans to get the clear picture. Yeah, yeah. So um, I can't wait to see you $3.99 this week, champ. And um, Sydney looked worse than Matrix's diet after a six-pack of brews on a Friday night. Can confirm on my way back uh, from Fitzy's on the weekend. Um, did go get a Zinger box on the way back home. So um, I tell you what, I was struggling with that at work on Saturday morning. I'll tell you that for free. Um, there you are. But let's head in. I don't know. Do we have a? Uh, do we have a little injury clip? Oh, we don't even have an injury clip, so let's just start heading straight into the um to the injuries, mate. Yeah, there's um, a few around. The biggest one from this yeah. week was DJ Hogue. Well, didn't that chuck a spanner in the works? I know our community team struggled with that. Uh, they elected to keep DJ Hogue on the on the bench this week, um, praying and hoping that he's back this week. Um, but yeah, he was probably the biggest name, especially from Sydney. Um, Huge. There's a couple in Brisbane as well. Uh, we've got Chris Smith and DJ Mitchell. Um, mm-hmm. DJ Mitchell's out for the season, of course, and Chris Smith is expected back this week. Not sure how Supercoach relevant, but as you like, start to look for pods um, on a double game week, he can fire. So um, yeah, maybe I don't think we. I think Prather knocks him around a bit though. Yeah, Prather's on some pretty heavy minute restrictions, but I didn't know this. I found this out on the weekend, and this is not great for you and your bullets. Did you know that both Shannon Scott and Chris Smith are on two-year deals? No, I didn't. Wow. I want their maybe that's Maybe that's a little bit of, oh, well, I tell you what, you had a look at this team on paper with your Aaron Baines and your, uh, and your Sobies and your Chris Smiths. And I tell you what, I was buying my grand final tickets, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah look, look, it's a bit disappointing, but again, like the bullets are going to come to my funeral so they can let me down one more time. So, Absolutely. Look, I, I've always said I, I really like Shannon Scott, and although he's not putting up huge numbers, uh, he's the glue for that team. Chris Smith next to Sobey, I don't think it was ever going to work. 
they get Baines's contract. They make a decision on Sobey. They might be able to do a little something next year. But um, Shannon Scott was was somewhat relevant on the weekend. He only had like six points, but he he came through at a cheap price for about eighteen or so uh, super coach points and and come into two doubles. So he might be on our cheap list for later. So yeah, so my idea was last week to bring in DJ Hogue and yeah. um, Shannon Scott. Obviously, had to pivot and get Joe Luala Chul. That's probably why I'm so off him with the no Luala Chul graphic. Um, mm-hmm. But um, look, Finn Delaney's still injured. Um, Justinian Jessup. Um, look, he's due back next month. But look, I don't think there's that much relevance there. I don't know well, why he's still on the list. Justinian Jessup. Is this he, from did his, he get waived? His hip injury. He got yeah cut. a pelvis. Yeah, it says February 24th, so thanks, MBL.com. Um, Sa has a mystery injury. I was kind of expecting that. Yeah, this is going down the Lamello ball playbook, isn't it? Did you, know, you see that? Did, did I mention one. it last week? Did I mention I it know, last week where Lamello had it on his foot? Yeah, this is it. Yeah, number one on the draft spot. You've done enough. Mystery illness, mystery injury. Go start preparing for the draft. He's he's as good as done. Um, Southeast Melbourne, they're in all sorts. Um, I could, I tell you what, if some of the other some of these other teams can string some wins together, they're max gone. Um, look, Source, um, of course, Moller's out. Craig Gary Brown um, missed a little bit, and Abdel Nader injured as well. Um, yeah, yeah, big struggles. So the only the only sort of silver lining out of that is some of your bench spots if. You got Gorjak Gak, hasn't played a lot this year. When he has, he hasn't looked good at all. He's he's been he's not the guy we saw in Brisbane last year. But he's only ninety eight k, and will have a hell of a lot of opportunity uh, with how thin they are up front. Uh, and then Ben Eyre, he's been doing it all year. He seems to be the guy that has benefited from from all this uh, turmoil in the roster. But yeah, they're in a world of hurt. I just had to do it. Um, when we've got round 16 and 17 doubles for Southeast Melbourne, if some of these guys are still out, um, there could be some really nice downgrade options. And then you just kind of let them salivate on your bench. If you make some finals there for 18, 19, 20. So. Yeah. But we saw on the weekend, they played, they had Creek. Uh, he padded his stats late, but he was struggling to do it all by himself. He had so little help. And it was an absolute beat down on them uh, that I just don't think you can even play their stars unless they've got their full lineup. It's it hasn't been their year. No, nah, they were they were pretty bad. So awful. Um, let's have a look at our teams, um, mate. How'd you go last week, mate? Like I said before, mate, better than expected. I finished top two percent on three hundred and six overall. I uh, had very few players on, on doubles. I unfortunately went Joe Luala Chul, which, you know, he did some stuff and it didn't translate. Like 17 rebounds in that second game <laughs> oh, to go with seven score points point. and end up with like a score of 23 or something. It was it's a bit out there. Uh, and I captained Jalen Adams and in game one he had nine. Uh, the only sort of bonus of that was that probably everyone captained him. After Hogue, who was going to be my captain, obviously wasn't playing. Uh, my, my big wins for the week were uh, Sam Froling and Gary Clark, who who both had sort of mid forty point scores, which was 
lovely. And, and Taron Armstrong off the bench for 27. Yeah. Um, I ended up with 280, which again, thought was a disaster. Opened the app and actually saw some green arrows. Um, it was three spots. Um, I'm still in the early 600s. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing is I went a couple Sydney blokes that I probably could have just faded. Like I could have yep. just started bringing in these Frolings and these Clarks a week earlier. I went yep. hard to get rid of Clintman um, by getting in Galloway. And then mm-hmm. Clintman nearly scored what Galloway scored anyway. So That's on right. a single because he can just light it up. Um, it just wasn't my week. I hadn't known Joe Luala Chul all year. I was excited to get him into my team. And um, yeah, just disappointed disappointing all round to be honest and disappointing all year like we've talked time and time again about this minute split haven't we with him and Huck Porty Huck Porty pretty much had the exact same production as JLA did uh, at about half the price so I just think we're going to continue to see two guys playing 20 minutes each Um, they rarely see the court together yeah I I think and the schedule is not going to really allow it from now on but Melbourne's just shares it around too much. Yeah, and look, I, I did take advantage to put up the Joe Luala Chul because I think as we head towards finals, um, we won't be talking about Melbourne until maybe round 20. Yeah. Yeah, and I think from now on, there's just going to be better options. You know, there's yep. not any week where, you know, this off the top of my head where there isn't a better centre option or or an alternative centre option to, to JLA. And the fact that this year he's, he's lost that power forward centre eligibility has made it even less attractive. Look, can I say that that's an excellent segue into our squeeze of the week? Because um, mm-hmm. Gallant Darren from 8-4 goals green four scored 370. He was unlucky to miss out on the top prize yeah. um, by three points. Um, the guy that was oh, uh, sorry the lady that won uh, was about eight thousandth overall to be completely honest and um he's the 214th ranked super coach player how he got there was he captain adams and he had a punt on hunter and delhi which proved to be the difference so he started delhi um so yeah an impressive week and um enjoy your squeeze of the week slide into our dms and we'll uh, get that out to you yeah good hit and Dave from Do It For Jack is still number one. Um, and I actually Ooh. believe he extended his lead this week uh, with a really nice score. I think it was 342 I saw on yeah. Twitter. So, um, yeah, Dave's still doing it. Daylight for second. It's his to lose now. So, uh, yeah, maybe he should be doing the podcast. Do we get him on for a guest episode? Because he obviously knows more than we do. I don't think he'd want to reveal his trades just yet, um, but maybe an end of season review. I think uh, I think Dave might be in for us. So. Maybe he can take us for a, a drive in his brand new Mitsubishi that he wins at the end of this. <laughs> hey, uh, well, it won't be you or me. Um, but let's have a look at our game reviews uh, brought to us by Ryan at Astute Newstead. Let's review the week just gone. It's time for game talk. Now. Um, yeah, Ryan's a big fan of the show. Uh, he's in my DMs every week about the NBL. Uh, but when he's not doing Super Coach, um, he's handing out obligation free home loan quotes. Um, so he goes to all the different banks. Um, he knows what the interest rates are, who's got the specials on, and everything. Um, you get in contact with him, um, you let him know what you want to buy, or maybe um, you just go to him and see 
hey, mate, what can I borrow? Um, you give him your income, and uh, yeah, he goes and works it out. Um, he can help you buy your first house. He knows all the um, all the tricks around those grants that are being handed out at the moment. Um, but yeah, go on, um, obligation free. Get in contact. Send us, let him know that the boys from Insight sent you, and um, yeah, he'll look after you. Um, let's head into the games uh, from last week. Just give me a second. I'm a bit steady over the um, over the multiple screens. Um, but the first one last week was the Kings versus United, uh, and the Kings got blown out. But Hunter performed well. Valentine performed well, and um, yeah, a couple of the guys that we spoke about, like Delhi and Shay Illy, those guards were actually locked down. Your boy Adams. Yeah, it was it was all Melbourne in this one. The thirty eight from Delhi. Uh, you know, it was almost a double-double. He had 16 points, nine assists, throwing six rebounds. That's what you'd want from Delhi, but the consistency hasn't been there. So it was a ballsy move, and it's paid off for those who uh, who took him in. The rest of it was spread for Melbourne. You know, 20, 27, 21, 21. There was no other real standout. Sydney, though, uh, they just didn't look like they were even in this game, did they? There was no energy. There was no... Uh, purpose and, and it reflected in the supercoach scores. If you told me before the game, like say I've come over and I'm on holidays and I sit down to watch some basketball and you go, these are the competition favorites and the defending champions. And you sit down and got this, you'd be fucking disappointed. Yeah. I mean, they're probably the defending champions of NBA one, the way they were playing. Uh, but at this point I was just about to throw the season, you know, I was about to call time of death on this one. Uh, with Jalen Adams with the nine super coach points and the captain tag next to him. That was uh, very concerning for the start of the round. That was the only thing that made me feel a bit better about having no Luala Chul as my, um, as my captain. Um, yeah. But I did bring in Galloway and 18 for a guy that cost 200K. Um, look, I was that's serviceable. I'll take that. Yeah. And what do you look at with Galloway? He played the almost 30 minutes in this one. Uh, that, that was a team high in minutes. And he's definitely got that starting role now ahead of uh, Valentine, who played the 20. He, he seems like that's his his role now, 20 minutes off the bench. And two, he's dropped to the bench too. He's, he's a cheaper option. I did half consider for a second during the week. Well, lucky you didn't. Um, okay. But speaking of blowouts. The same as uh, Jalen Adams. Yeah, true. Um, speaking of blowouts, um, look, let's chat about what I feel really good about seeing these three guys in my team now. They weren't all there this week, um, but Sam Froling, Gary Clark, and Justin Robinson. Um, look, and even Lockie Ulbrich and AJ Johnson all being up there uh, due to a little bit of garbage time. Um, mm. But can you afford not to have Sam Froling and Gary Clark in your lineup? Uh, possibly not. I had them this week, uh, and they were good. Froling had the 20 points, 45 super coach points in only 21 minutes. And he could have played a lot more. They, if you watch the game, they cleared the bench for like the last eight minutes of the last quarter. Like this, this game was over before it began. This was a, a Southeast Melbourne team that, that forgot to show up. Uh, Gary Clark was the other one, 41 super coach points. He only played 26 minutes. But double doubled, sixteen and thirteen, uh, and we've said it before. He just picks his spots. He's consistent. He's good. Justin Robinson was um, 
an interesting one. I, I was high on him early this season after, you know, what he showed last preseason before his injury. I've, I'm not touching him. I've been burnt too much now this year, but you're going to bring him in. I've got him. Um, I've had him for a couple of weeks now. Um, okay. And probably I'm a bit more active on Twitter than you, Hammer. Uh, you're not real, uh, not on there a lot. But the thing that I have found in my DMs the most with Illawarra's schedule coming up has really been Robinson or Harvey. Um, and it's definitely Robinson at the moment for me. Um, not that I'm 100% convinced that Robinson is the right play, uh, but yep. when I got on to him, um, he was a good price. He's 250K now. I think I got on him uh, when he sort of bottomed out, knowing the schedule ahead. And look, if he's banging out 20s to 30s every night, I'll take that on a double. A lot of doubles coming in. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a nice option. I would possibly be looking to see if I'm getting him in on my bench at best, and play him on those weeks I don't have a better option at guard. Um, haven't looked that far ahead just yet, but you're right. Harvey, he's been really inconsistent. And as a scorer, you know, which is sort of what he's become, he, he's sort of, you know, when he first came to the league, he went to his floater a lot more. He, he had the three ball. He used to drop some dimes, but he's, he's a lot more one-dimensional now. I've, I did hear an interesting thing about Harvey this week, though. They're looking at possibly extending his contract by a couple of years based on the fact that he's likely to get naturalised in the next six months or so. so I mean... Solid player, right? Yeah, yeah, and good if you can get him in that naturalised spot. Um, did Perth ever do that with Cotton in the end? Is that how... They tried. They're still working yeah. on There's been a few uh, little mishaps at the immigration office where... Uh, there's a 15-minute window of missing time where he was in the country illegally, apparently. So uh, whether that deal gets done, I don't know. But imagine the luxury of having a Bryce Cotton as an, a local player, and then you can go get another import. Who was the who was the little New Zealand guard that was it? Kevin um, that went and become naturalised in Australia so he could play for us in the Olympics. Oh, Kevin Lish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, he, like he seemed to be able to – pardon? Did he play for New Zealand? Yeah, he was New Zealand. He was a New Zealander, and then he come across no, – he's, he's, he's an American. No, will he become naturalised anyway? Uh, let me have a look, Kevin Lish. Actually, yeah, he is American, but he become naturalised Australian um, yeah. so that he could play in the Olympics for us. So, yeah, um, yeah we'd see. I don't even know if Cotton would make our Olympics lineup. do you think? I would have taken him. I'd 100% take him over someone like a Sobey. Like the, the number of times, especially this last campaign at the, what was the latest one, World Cup, where we just couldn't get a bucket. Like put the ball in his hands, you know, I don't think he'd be playing huge minutes, but, you know, just roll it out there and see what happens occasionally. The thing is, if you play Cotton, and I know we're getting a little off topic and that's, kind of the story of my life. But the thing is, if you play Cotton um, and you've got that naturalised guy, you can't play Matisse Thibel, um due to the yeah. fact that he's French and he's – you can only have one you, – you can only have one of those guys. So It's a weird rule, right? Yeah. Like Andre Blutch playing for the Philippines just because they need a tall bloke. Yeah, man. There's some weird ones when you look at these 
Like even even I watched an Egypt game not long ago. I'm like, man, none of you guys look like you're from Egypt. <laughs> um, you know Kyle Anderson plays for China. <laughs> How? I don't, I don't know. Some some rule like that. I'll look it up in the uh, in the background. Actually, he's got Chinese heritage. There you go. Um, but okay. uh, Mitch Craig got forty. Um, Foxwell, Statman, and Gak were kind of the guys that got the bump. Um, due to everybody being out, a bit of a lot of garbage time in this, and um, yeah. Gak just sort of doing enough, but then Ben Ann not really doing enough. It becomes hard just to get in any Southeast Melbourne. Player. Yeah, and this game was over so early that I'm finding it really hard to read anything into these minutes. This is not something, if they're going to be half competitive, you'll see replicated. No idea if Source is back this week, but that'll, that'll change a lot if he is. Um, the Jack Jumpers uh, defeated yeah. the Taipans. Doyle was on fire. Crawford with 26. Uh, Billy Magne back with the 25. Um, takes mm-hmm. any puff out of Marcus Lee, which still scored well with 23, and McVeigh with 21. Uh, the ball was fizzing around. The ball was shared well. Uh, but Doyle, the best defender, great offensively, just great. Yeah, that second half, really, he turned it on. Leading scorer for the Jack Jumpers at halftime was uh, Anthony Drimic with nine. Then Doyle pops up to finish with 31. He had the 46 supercoach points. The rest of it was a pretty even spread. Magne, though, the 25 supercoach points in 11 minutes. This guy, and I know you're the guy with the advanced stats matrix, but um, is he the most production per minute in the entire supercoach uh, platform? He'd have to be. Let me see. I'll look at his PPM. Um, it's like two point. It was two point one per minute, um, there. Um, but it's floated uh, between one point seven and two all year. So um, yeah, that's elite. Yeah, for sure. I just wish you'd see a lot more minutes, but um, you know, when the time comes, and, and they've got some decisions to make next year. Like, is he healthy? Do you keep him as your starting centre? Do you then pivot on that Marcus Lee import spot with? Do you bring Marcus Lee back? Do you pivot to a more of a, a four-man that you can play them together? I don't know. I still think Marcus Lee's a good fit with this team. Maybe I'm mad, but I still think that he's a really good fit. Like, it allows the guards to cook the fact that Marcus Lee does Marcus Lee things, kind of like a Wiley or someone like that. Yeah, look, I do like the fit, but I just feel like they've never had that elite three-man like a 3-4, like an Antonius Cleveland type. Like, And I know as good as Crawford's been, if you could get Will McDowell-White next year as a local point guard next to Milton Doyle and an elite Antonius Cleveland type at the three, Jack McVeigh, and then your combination of your Magne and, and Marcus Lee, that's a pretty elite squad. And then you move your Drimmick to the bench. And they're in third spot at the moment. Um and they're not going too bad. I just, I'm not sure I can see the Jack Jumpers besting Melbourne this year. They'd have to go on a hell of a run. It'd have to be their night. And, but we do know that Melbourne has been that, Tassie's been the bogey team for Melbourne. Yep. Um, uh, Cairns in that one? 
Yeah, let's head into Cairns. I was pretty happy holding Taj McCall and Taryn Armstrong. Yep. Uh, the worst thing is I traded out Bobby Clintman for his 22. Um, owners that brought Menenga in or kept Menenga um, were rewarded. They made some cash this week. Paddy Miller, disappointing, though. Um, I kept him. Um, he'll be max gone this week. Yeah, I jumped off Paddy Miller and Armdenard, who I'd get rid of, and I got rid of him in the end. Uh, turned out well. McCall 35 was solid. Uh, the big one, Armstrong, 27 off the bench in in 20 minutes, had the 18 points, which is a, a category he's struggled a bit with. He hasn't scored a lot. Uh, seven rebounds, four assists. So if he starts putting that together, I might just leave him, sit on my bench for the rest of the year. There's no he better could, options at that price. He could marinate, but I do wonder if, like, this week an option, you've already mentioned Shannon Scott um, yeah. with – two doubles in a row coming. Mm. It's a nice sideways to get, let me have a look, an extra, well, it's only an extra one game all year. So um, yeah, maybe it's not worth a trade. Yeah, I've talked I, myself I, out of it live. I did consider it, but I got more important trades and I got no boosts left. So um, Taron's going to be my guy. Um, let's go to the 36ers taking care of the Melbourne United. Trey Kell again with 39. DJ 3J 37. Wiley and Humphreys, um, good games. Kyron getting a run. Um, mate, they were, they were great. They've sort of worked out their rotation. They've punted McCarron and Kadee. And, like, these, they're bigger names on this team. Mm. And uh, they're not even getting a burn. No. And for the amount you were paying Mitch McCarron... It's got to be eating at you. He's he's all but gone at the end of the season. Uh, he won't demand anywhere near as big a price tag as he has with Melbourne. So I hope he's uh, invested wisely with that pay packet. But uh, Trey Kell, what's what's been the difference? He was ordinary with Southeast Melbourne last year. He was ordinary the first half of this year. Last two or three games, he's he's turned it on. Coaching confidence, um, like he just he's. He will shoot anything. He's finding the open guys. He was mm. sort of rebounding the other day, kind of like how, and I'm an NBA guy, um, kind of like how in, and this is a bad comparison, but kind of like how in OKC, the like Wiley and stuff would clear out and Westbrook would get the rebound and bring it up and it allowed a forward to be up there to initiate the offense quickly mm. or like an outlet to a Wiley because yeah. he's a big athletic um, power forward. So if they were rushing back on defense, Trey Kell would just get the rebounds, which we yeah. know means a bump in Supercoach points for us. Yeah. I had the 10 boards in this game, five assists, 24 points, 39 Supercoach points. DJ 3J chimed in with 37 Supercoach points. Uh, look, I'm bringing Kell in this week. I'm going to jump on the train. Jeez, I tell you what, it would eat away at me bringing in Kell at that price when you know what I got him at. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, it would eat away at me too if I was bringing Gary Brand- Gary Clark in this week at the price I got him at. Yeah, yeah. Righto. But I'm, I'm like, do You're we right. look, and we're going to have a chat about our captains, but can we look at Trey Kell um, or any of these Adelaide 36ers as a genuine captain option? I won't be. I've I've got someone else up my sleeve uh, for that. But, look, Kel, we, we know it's rocks and diamonds. You captain him on the week that he uh, has the triple-double. 
you're looking good. But the previous game, he had nine. You know, is this you, you really got to? Is this coming from a Jalen? Is this coming from a Jalen Adams captain? Um, well, yeah, I don't know how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, take us through Melbourne United while I uh, go have a beer. Yeah. Melbourne United was uh, surprising in this. They came on late, but they lost the game. It probably was a bigger loss in reality than, than the four points that the margin shows. Uh, Deliver Dover again solid with 29 super coach points, almost double-doubled with one assist shy. Uh, Shaili, 28. The big one, Tanner Krebs. 40 super coach points in 19 minutes off the bench. 23, 6, 1, two steals and a block. That's something we didn't see coming and finished the round top uh, three in super coach scoring. So if you captained him, you would have been better off than Jalen Adams. Um, the other one was Huck Porty, 26 in 16 minutes. And uh, Joe Luala Chul, this was weird. I, I held him. I had him for this game. Seven points. 17 rebounds. You look at that rebound uh, stat and you think this is going to be a massive Supercoach score. Uh, spoiler alert, it wasn't. 23 Supercoach points. And to get those extra three points to at least get the double-double, went three of 13 from oh. the field and one of four from the line. The guy just did not want to reward us this week. And when Huck Porty goes and scores better, that's what ruins my day. Like that would be you know like really gets scoring me? better in a source game. Yeah. And this is what really gets me. And toilets hit the the nail on the head in the comments. If that was an old school NBL fantasy pre-super coach game, those offensive rebounds alone would have had you laughing all the way to the bank. Goodbye, my lover. Yeah, good old <laughs> NBL super coach. Uh it's uh, mm. it's taken over and fantasy's gone and so is no Luala Chul. That's the last I'm going to be talking about him all year, I hope. Yeah, he's as good as gone from my team and I hope so from yours. Can I tell you that Tanner Krebs has a minus 18 break even? Um, <laughs> if you've got absolutely nothing to do with your trades and you set up with your Clarks and your Frolings and blokes like that already... Uh, you could make some cash on the bench for this 150k bloke. He's gonna step out on the floor, so he's gonna make you money. Yeah, even with a negative 18 break even, I could not bring myself to bring him into my team uh, after his dad cut me from the under 18 state team once. So, um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't care what his break even is. He's not coming to my team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, one not team that we should look. <laughs> yeah, not much. Uh, one team that we should look towards, um, and maybe for at least, oh, maybe for the whole season, really, uh, nobody has a better schedule than Illawarra. It's been well documented. We've messaged, we've said it a lot. But the other team that has a good schedule starting now is New Zealand. Now, mm -hmm. when Anthony Lamb bangs out a 52, when Parker Jackson Cartwright bangs out a 34, when Zylan Cheatham's been dropping in cash the last few weeks to 250K, um, you'd be mad not to at least think about New Zealand. Oh, New I've Zealand. been thinking about them for a while. Yeah. Uh, Lamb's a guy I'm more than likely bringing in this week. Uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright, probably not this week, but we'll look at it. Uh, 
Cheatham. That's one I've flagged for weeks. And I was hoping, you know, all those weeks he's returning, he's returning minutes restriction. I was hoping he'd just play one or two minutes just to drop that price even further. But this is the first game he really showed out and said, you know what, I'm back. 25 points, six rebounds, one assist, very active, 34 minutes, minutes restrictions gone, and New Zealand are in a do-or-die situation if they want to make the play-in. Like, he's been north of 300K this year, and Cheatham yeah. is going to play a lot of minutes. He, You will never get him at 250. Sorry, you won't get him at 250K again this season. No. And the starting center up until a while he's been out has been Mafiang, slid down to the four spot, but he's still only playing that eight to 12 minutes a game, really. So I don't see a lot of competition for Cheatham. He's going to – they've got no other bigs. Dane Pinot never plays. Fotu played a minute 20. It's uh, it's Cheatham's to lose, and I will be backing him in probably not this week, but um, it'll be a pivot from Wiley more than likely next week. Yeah, he's on a single next week, though. Keep that in mind. Um, So yeah, double, yeah. single, double, single, double, double. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, when you see his – what's his break even 50 this week? Yeah, you can probably mm. hold on a week or two. Um, But yeah. Cheatham, I think I'll own him again this season. For sure. And, and he's got a massive ceiling. Like, he's so long and athletic. You add a couple of blocks to that, maybe a steal – that 29 becomes a, a 40 quite easily. I tell you what, I wish he was center eligible. That'd be delightful, super coach. What is he? I thought he was powerful. No, he's forward. But the NBL side has him listed at center. This is... Ugh. Yeah, I'll, I'll write to the Daily Telegraph this week. Um, I'll, I'll chat to Jake, uh, chat GPT. It's been helping me out with some emails. Um, with... With the Perth Wildcats, Bryce Cotton, 37 points. You get that every week from him. Ty Webster got 34. Uh, Doolittle, 30. Uh, look, Pinder, you get 24 from him every week. That's his mm. new ceiling. This is what we've been talking about all year, though, is, is the guys that are points dominant, <laughs> it, it's not the same as the guys who hit the stat sheet, right? So, like, Cotton played the entire 40 minutes again. This is going to be a record for minutes played, but uh, – 37 supercoach points made up with 31 actual points. Whereas Doolittle had 30 supercoach points, only had 11 actual points, six rebounds, five assists, and a block. Like, you look at some of those stat lines, and Shannon Scott's a guy, you know, hasn't been doing it to that level, but similar. You know, you just got to do those little things, get the right stats, and you can put a solid score together. Yep. Um, Let's keep moving on. We're 38 minutes in, and we've got to do a couple of previews you let. Yet, um, big reason the team of the week won was uh, Jordan Hunter. 38 points. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet you, you breathe the sigh of relief when Jalen Adams scored 34 in this one. Oh, I watched this game. He had four or five assists, you know, halfway through the first quarter. I'm like, double-double here. But uh, he finished with 21 points, eight assists, 34 super coach points. Uh, there was one play that just annoyed me so much. He's he's gone through the lane and it's contentious whether it's a floater or a pass. Yeah, more than likely it was an alley oop, but he's uh he's been hit with a turnover. They've called it a pass, but they've also credited the other guy with a block. Oh yeah, right. Both. 
There was another call in this game that got me too. They've blocked him. Oh, it wasn't him. I don't know who it was. Someone got blocked. Came down with the ball. That's travel, isn't it? They've called a jump ball. Oh, really? Yeah, Is right. What did his hands never leave the ball? Never left the ball. It's got clean block, landed with it, and they've called a. It's like they've called a uh, a jump ball just to save the embarrassment of a travel. I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, I don't know. That's a bit rough. Um, yeah. Valentine had twenty one off the bench in this one. Yeah, again. that was that was enough. That was what I needed from him. Yeah. Um, and and Galloway, 18 again. That's him. That's what we get. Um, and, yeah, you're going to get a front row seat to these boys on the, uh, on Wednesday. Um, Sobey yeah. with 37. Bannon with 25. Dare I say they're our two best players? And they've been great. Yeah. Dare I say Milton Doyle and the rest of the Jack Jumpers are going to shut them down. And uh, I'll be letting you know all Wednesday night from my uh, seats down at Nissan Arena. <laughs> um, Shannon Scott with the 19 there as well um, Rikarski 20 Norton 25 I see Rob's been holding on to Norton there um, mm. for, for a long time And um, yeah look I thought that he would have been gone Once um, once Scott sort of come back But he's sort it's of better than White at the moment Yeah yeah, And pray the play the 10 minutes Looked okay uh, Zakarski though, those blocks. This guy's a an absolute Beast. specimen, isn't he? Mate, he's just too big, and I don't know if he's NBA level talent, but he could be an NBL player for a long time. Yeah, we forget he's he's seventeen. He's he's a kid. Like to be that physically ready, and I know he's going to put on a lot more muscle and, and get a better feel for the game, but. To contribute as a 17-year-old, man, that's it's a solid trajectory he's got. It. Um, I don't think we should talk about Baines or Harrison or anyone like that. Yeah. Sam McDaniel, um, popular bloke from a bit earlier on the season, did a right with 24. Mm. Um, but let's um, head into our previews, uh, yeah. which we might just cover some of the double game weeks because that's really where we're going to be focusing this week. Yeah. Let's preview the game for the week ahead. It's time for game talk. So when you start looking at teams that are on a double this week, this is round 15. You've got Adelaide, Brisbane, Illawarra start. So Adelaide and Brisbane have double-double game weeks. Mm -hmm. Illawarra have a triple-double incoming. Um, You start to look at New Zealand. They go double, single, double, and which is followed by a single double-double, which is why we're mentioning them. Um, we have Sydney, 2-1-2, two, two, and then this is Tasmania's last single game week until round 18. So that shows to me, like, unless you're super confident in a Milton Doyle or somebody like that, that's just a one-week play. So you Sydney guys, you're probably going to hold through the 2-1-2. Two, two. Um, your Adelaide and Brisbane guys, you definitely want for the double-double. You could look to bring those in. Illawarra, triple-double game week. Yeah. They're some guys we want, aren't they? You can hold Illawarra for the rest of the season. And we've kind of in a, in a pretty good spot. Clark, Froling, they're both around that 350 mark, you know, which is not the same as, you know, paying up 400-odd for your Cottons, your uh, 
Man, Lamb. Anthony Lamb is 440K. Like, yeah. These prices are reasonable for what we're getting. The form's there, the schedule's there, the minutes are there. Uh, I'm backing those two in for the rest of the season. So, Clark, Froling. Froling's dual position, helpful. Yep. Yeah. Like, really good. So, Illawarra are playing the Jack Jumpers and playing the Bullets. So, mm. I think rolling might be good enough to score well against Brisbane's um, forward centers. And I think that Froling's good enough to score well against the Jackies as well. Um, yeah. yeah. I think Froling and Clark could have some really big weeks. And we know that power forward spot, uh, the Jack Jumpers have leaked against good power forwards. Anthony Lamb has taken them to school a number of times. And I see Gary Clark playing a very similar kind of game. So I like that for them. Uh, Brisbane can't guard anyone. So that's good. Yeah, good. Uh, good game. And then you, you're talking Robinson. Yeah, look, I've got Robinson. Um, I hope that Robinson kind of doesn't get defended by uh, Doyle and more of, a, more of a Crawford. I don't know if I see it happening. Um, but, yeah, look. Hopefully he doesn't get the Scott assignment as well for the Bullets. But I bought in Robinson weeks ago uh, with yeah. this in mind. So that just saves saves me a trade. Bought him cheap. Let's, He's at 250K. He's good enough to have a good week. All right. Let's play a little bit of start-sit. Jalen Adams, Trey Kell, Justin Robinson. Start two, sit one. So Jalen Adams is playing the 36ers. And mm-hmm. Jalen Adams is playing the New Zealand Breakers. Correct. Ooh, I sit Justin Robinson this week out of those three. Okay. Good call. But I know Justin Robinson's got doubles the rest of the year. Of course, your doubles yeah. are halved if they're on the bench, but they're still going to score better than Taron Armstrong. I can tell you that. Yeah, look, I, I like Robinson. I just don't love him as a starter. Like, if I could hold him on my bench, and I've got some shocking guys on my bench right now. Uh, Wiley Bales, my god, what was I thinking? Uh, Jim Bales, that's I had him. gross, man. Yeah, I had to bring it, was the only player really I could fit in. Um, I don't know who I was bringing, maybe Source or something a couple of weeks ago, and just yeah, stuck. Next, next week, I should be able to get rid of him. Yeah, sounds good. Um, who else do we have on doubles there that that is viable, like? Stoby, um, could you be bringing him in this week? He's playing the Jackies um, yeah. and the Hawks. He could score really well against the Hawks. Yeah, look, Stoby's been in, in some good form. Uh, he's been very uh, points dominant. So if they do manage to shut him down, I'm not seeing him really hitting those assist numbers uh, or even the steals that we're used to. Uh, and Prather potentially coming back, working into that with a few more minutes. Not sure how it impacts him. Don't love Sobey, but he's definitely an option. Uh, Trey Kell's an option. Uh, Vasiljevic? Yeah, look, um, what, Vasiljevic is going to be playing against the Kings. Um, We know that they haven't been putting Denzel Valentine, which is probably the best defender for Vasilovic, out as mm-hmm. much as we would hope. Um, yeah. So, look, Trey Kell could score well against the Kings if he's matched up with... Like, I feel like Adams and Trey Kell are going to match up against each other in that one. Mm. 
AJ Johnson, this has popped into the comments with uh, Illawarra. He's got the good schedule. He's getting a little more burn than he has for the rest of the year. Thoughts, feelings, concerns? I like him better than Henschel, um, if you've still got Henschel. Uh, um, look, again, like what I just said, like is Justin Robinson the answer? Maybe not. Is AJ Johnson the answer? Probably not. But he plays more games than anyone else. Illawarra have been, let's be honest, straight fire. Let's just yeah. see if he gets a little bit more garbage time. And yeah. um, look, if he gets a 10 and a 15, that's 25 points halved. It's going to be a lot more than anyone else at that price, I think, you're going to get. Probably the other one to look at is, is Lockie Olbrich. He's reasonably cheap. He's about that 150 mark. He's been getting around 15 minutes a game over the last couple. Seems to be the the big off the bench who's part of that rotation, and uh, he's using those minutes pretty well. I think it's blowout minutes, though. I think he only plays 10 and like 150k is the point where I don't want to bring in a guy playing 10 minutes. I think yeah. if like like Illawarra could very well play in close games with the Jack Jumpers and the Bullets, and Lockie Owens yeah. plays 20 minutes for the whole week. Yeah. Tell you who I really liked was uh, what's the Asian guy's name? The shooter. He's uh, nice. Lee. Lee. Yeah. He was. He's got a role then. He's got a nice looking stroke on him. That guy can play. Yeah. Yeah, actually watching him in preseason, he looked really dangerous. I looked up who he was and yeah. Um Sniper. he was good. What's he worth? Mate. What's he worth? Uh, let me have a look. Um there's a few Lees. Um twenty K less than uh Marcus Lee. Um so Yeah, yeah. Uh two hundred and fifteen teams have him in with a break even of twenty two on a double. Hmm, solid. He's got a high score of 31, but a three-round average of 19. Yeah, could be worse. Hey, let's get into our um, our most... This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. Mate, I just love that soundbite. <laughs> the most traded in this week is Sam Froling, and so he should be. 20% of teams... So that's one in five people you know that play NBL Supercoach bringing in Sam Froling. And you definitely understand it, don't you? He's got a 50 even. Um, he's got a 50 break even. He's got a three-round average of, what, 45? Um, he's going to make you money. He is going to – he's got the best schedule in the league. He's must-own, in my opinion, and I don't throw yeah. must-own Yeah. And you can play him at forward or centre, which gives you so much flexibility to get out either a JLA, a Taj McCall, someone like that. Uh, it, it's quite easy to bring him in. And you get two trades a week. That's the great thing about Supercoach. And mm. especially NBL Supercoach, you don't need to trade them. And 13% of people are bringing in Gary Clark. Break even of 53 three-round average of 44. Shows consistency with a five-round average of 42. Um, honestly, I don't see a world where these two guys, if you don't own them, you don't move heaven and earth to get them in. Yeah, look, all these late adopters who didn't get them all in last week. God. Yeah, talk to me about Trey Kell. Um, Anthony <laughs> Lamb, 7.3% of people are bringing him in. Yeah. Coming off of 52 and having a three-round average of 56, um, he would be the one 
that I would bring in if I had a third trade. Yeah, I've bought him in this week. Uh, Fuck, he's expensive. 438, you got to mortgage the house. But he's also one of those guys that, um, like, you're almost tempted to play him on a single. He just seems to get those scores every week, goes about it, defined role. Uh, he wasn't affected by Cheatham. Uh, I really like it. And, and when you say you got a mortgage to the house, man, I got rid of, I've been getting rid of Miller, McCall, JLA, got rid of Source last week. It's When you get rid of these big ticket items, it's quite easy to bring them in. I also got cash in the bank. Wennies? Yeah, so exactly New Zealand schedule. Yeah. Uh, New Zealand schedule is 2 1 2. One two two, which doesn't string together those games. No. I think I will own him in round seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think Gary Clark and Sam Froling, with that cash generation, uh, with them being the cheapest that I see them being all year, with them having one extra game, and I know it's just one thing, but you take forty out of. Lamb score and spread it across. I still think Froling and Clark will probably score a little bit better than Lamb. Um, yeah, look, if I finish the season with Froling, Clark, Lamb, and Parker Jackson Cartwright, and maybe a Cheatham, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, for sure. And look, I, I don't think I'll be taking Lamb over the long run over those two. But hey, Mukasa, Tricasa, whatever it is, why not all three? Yeah, um, yeah. That I've actually heard that at a different kind of party. Um, Nathan Sobey, 340K, 4.4% of people are bringing him in. You've got to bring in Sobey during one of these tears. He's a guy that we've seen, what, nearly 250 at stages throughout the year? Now he's nearly 350. Um, he's a confidence guy. He goes on runs. Brisbane look like hopefully they're heading towards a run. I think they'll be all right. I think Sobe will be all right. You're dead right. He's a confidence guy, and you're forgetting I'm going to be in the crowd heckling him. That confidence is going to go through the floor. Uh, yeah, don't bank on Sobe. You know, lightning doesn't strike four games in a row. Parker <laughs> um, Jackson Cartwright, 4% of people are bringing him in, and then I'll probably stop at Trey Kell with 3.6% of people bringing them in. They're all big ticket items. Everybody's got plenty of cash. Probably the big one that I thought would be higher is your Cheathams mm. um, and maybe your Jordan Hunters after that week. Yeah. Like you said, the schedule's a little patchy right now for New Zealand, and and that Power forward right now, like who are you taking Cheatham over? Probably not Lamb. Yep. Probably not uh, Clark. Probably not Froling. Uh, you know, where, where do you go with that? Um, yeah, look, yeah, it it gets hard, but like you've got to find some pods. And when I see that only 2% of people are bringing in Cheatham, when only a couple percent of people are bringing in Hunter, like if you're a thousandth at the moment, do you chuck in the kitchen sink and hope that Anthony Lamb doesn't score well, or do you just marinate and work your way to six hundred through the year? You've got to really work out what your goals are for this season. Yeah, you're right, and you've got to find those pods. For me, this isn't it. Uh, possibly next week. Uh, possibly it's Bawali Bales. He's a, he's a solid pod. I don't think too many other people hold him. Uh, I'm going to cut you off there because this is what I think of Bales. <laughs> 
you don't see you don't see Bales as one of the most traded out because nobody owns him. Um, but one of the most traded out is Patty Miller, fifteen percent of teams, and now is the right time to get rid of Patrick Miller, isn't it? Yeah, he's you know, thank you for your service, Patty. He's been great. And you know, you gotta know when to get off a good thing. He's dropping cash. You know, he'll be solid, but there's better options, better schedule. You know, he's been and there's great a... while last. Yeah, it's been good, um, but it's time to move on. Um, I don't want to live in Cairns anymore. Um, yeah. Luke, Luke Travis, one of the most traded out. I would imagine these people missed the boat on trading him out when they saw he was out. He was game time decision. Everyone was bringing him in. He's guard forward. He just come off, I think, a forty four. Um, yeah, look, six hundred and sixty five teams are trading him out. That's ten percent. Yeah, Mel- Melbourne schedules awful the rest of the year. Uh, look, it would have been good, but. If you held him over this weekend, you'd be very disappointed. It's probably a rage trade that needs to happen. Um, Joe Luala Chul, speaking of rage trades, it's not a rage mm. trade. I always thought he was a one-week play. Um, I also lost 15 grand for my um for my services. It's like any great divorce. You never come out of it without leave, losing at least 15K. So it's to be expected, but cut ties, move on. You know, it, it's not me, it was you, JLA. Um, Taj McCall, 7.3%, much like Patrick Miller, but a lot better. Taj McCall was Ooh. great this year. Let's just one, one dicks out for Taj. That's, uh, that's about the, um, yeah, the last we'll talk about him nearly. Yeah. He was, he was better than expected. He's somehow learned to shoot and, uh, the turnovers have been reasonable. Um, as always, I go down to 4%. We have. People that were still holding Alex Saar um, in his limited minutes. Um, yeah. So, of course, now the time is now. He's got a mystery injury. Um, don't expect us to be – like, he might actually hurt his foot picking up some popcorn there from the bench. Um, Alan Williams, getting him out at 4.6%. I don't know why you are holding him. Uh, Bull Quoll, um, they're going to be using that 260K elsewhere. And DJ Hogue, um, look. I'm sorry if you've held him this long. You got it wrong. Tell us about your trades. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to report a trade. Yeah, I, uh, I've made a few this week. I've, I've made the two trades. I got rid of JLA and I've bought in Anthony Lamb and Trey Kell. Uh, I think Taj McCall was the other one I got rid of. So I, I'm looking solid. I've got, I got Lamb, Clark, Froling, Trey Kell, Jalen Adams. Uh, I've got Valentine and Wiley and Taron Armstrong on my bench and then the other two who shall not be named. Um, who's your sit-start looking like? And I know it when it comes to Bales. But, like, you've got, what, is that three or four forwards or doubles? Yeah, I've got... Lamb, Clark, Valentine, all on doubles. And I've got in my centres, Froling and Wiley both on doubles. So, yeah, yep, Valentine so and Wiley sitting? both be sitting. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, look, as documented, um, Clark and Froling must-haves. I'd always had my eyes on them this week. Elected to go Joe Luala-Chul instead of Froling last week. Uh, it cost me one point. 
um, but probably just cost me a trade and probably cost mm. me bringing in Anthony Lamb this week, um, which yeah. is disappointing. Um, held on to Patty Miller uh, one extra week, which I started, which equated to my 280. Um, I've got four forwards on doubles. I've got Valentine Galloway. Well, I had Clark and Wiley, but what I've done live on the show is I've swapped Wiley and Froling, so I can start Humphreys instead of Wiley. Um, he's been going better under the new coach, so that mm. allows – I was going to sit Wiley on the – I was probably going to start Wiley and maybe not start Humphreys, but with the little switch around. And have a look at what you can do with your jewels. Froling shouldn't be a forward, but he is. Um, so I've got him up in the forward spot. Froling, Clark, Humphreys starting. Trey Kell and Justin Robinson with McCall, Taron Armstrong, Wiley, Galloway, and Valentine. So that is eight guys on doubles this week. I'm expecting a big week. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> Tell us about your captain. Well, captain, my captain. Well, captain, my captain. Yeah, it's a week with a lot of options. Uh, I'm going to go Lamb. I've got uh, New Zealand taking on Melbourne. If Travers is out, that power forward spot's uh, wide open. Don't know what his status is, but uh, even so, they're different, slightly different players. I like the matchup. And then against Sydney, Sydney just hemorrhage points. So, um, you know, it's where I'm going. Lamb's the one I'm trusting. Who are you going? I, like, speaking of hemorrhaging points, I think I'm going to captain Trey Kell. Um, look, I know that he has a 26 average, uh, but his three-game average is actually elite. Like, he's scored 48 his last three. Mm. Um, look, I'm going to bank on form. He's only 4% owned at this stage, so maybe it's a bit of a pot at 600. Um, yeah. Look, maybe I could could have captained a Clark or somebody like that, but I feel a bit more confident in maybe a Trey Kell. Solid. So, yeah, I'm going to captain Trey Kell this week. Sensational. Uh, um, a lot of guys have been also talking of Jalen Adams again. His matchups are Adelaide and New Zealand. Uh, could be an option, yeah. I prefer the Adelaide matchup to the New Zealand matchup because I mm. think they just, like, maybe try and shut him down by putting a forward on him. Yeah. Well, they got Liafa. Um, he he'll, he'll chase him around everywhere. Yeah. You got PJC. You got Will McDowell White. They got a lot of Abercrombie. Um, yeah, I, I see that as as the tougher matchup than Adelaide. Yeah, they'll they'll throw that at him. Um, look, let's start answering some of these questions. So many good ones have been coming. Can I get a question for you? Can I get an answer? Right, and maybe we have to go back to the middle. It is absolutely pissing down here, can I say? My leaks Ooh. roofing, my roof's leaking, my leaks roofing. Um, mate, Theo before the show actually popped on and said, "So be or Cartwright." Hmm. I'm he's thinking Sobe as he has the easiest schedule, and he's going to captain Lamb. So, um, yeah, what do you think about Sobe or Cartwright? Uh, Parker Jackson Cartwright for those for those of you playing at home. <laughs> I I don't hate either option. Uh, I mean that comment obviously 
came in before I told everyone I was going to shut uh, Sobey's confidence down at the game. But, look, PJC's just been consistent. Sobey relies so much on scoring that if someone does stop him, it's going to come down. But the schedule's with Brisbane. I'd, I'd possibly be more comfortable with Sobey because you can hold him again you next week. You know what? I would plan in my head, and it never works out, but it's nice to plan ahead. I know that you've got a pin board. Um, but if we go Sobey for the next two weeks, Cop Parker yeah. Jackson Cartwright on a double this week, maybe he scores more, but I don't think he's going to score more when Sobey has an extra game. And no. then bring in Parker Jackson Cartwright for Sobey when his next double comes up. That's when Sobey goes off a double. So you get an extra yeah. game. It does cost you a trade. But if you're getting in blokes like Froling and Clark as well, or you've got blokes like Froling mm. and Clark, you're going to have the luxury of trading Sobey in and out. Yeah, I think a lot of guys, if you set your team up right with, with some of those Illawarra guys, you will have that extra trade up your sleeve. You can, there's guys you can hold for multiple weeks. Uh, you're not having to bring guys in and out every week just to keep guys on doubles. It, it's, yeah, that's the way I'd go. Um, Corey Blackledge is going McCall, Menenga and Armstrong to Robinson, Shannon, Scott and Lamb as he can't afford Gary Clark. I tell you what, it's a bold move. I'd be moving heaven and earth to get Gary Clark. But, look, you can only spend what you got. And, um, yeah, I'd be trying to spend. Uh, I would probably forego. Oh, well, obviously I am, actually. I would forego Anthony Lamb to get Gary Clark. Yeah. Given the schedule, because you'd have to trade out Lamb again next week if you want to keep you guys on doubles. I'd. I'd be bringing in either Clark or uh, Sam Froling over Lamb. You'll have an extra 80K in your pocket uh, and you don't have to trade again the week after. Mate, Boogie X has one for me. Who's worked between the Dragons and the Hawks? And obviously it's the Dragons now. The Hawks are on fire. So, um, yeah, look, let's look at that. Um, I just wanted to mention that Global still had Ben Air from the start, so enjoy those 13 points, mate. Um, um, Global's saying, is Hunter worth a look this week? And when I have a bit of a look at Hunter, the issue all year has been the 50-50 minute split. And they've both become, we're talking about Bolden, of course, they've both become 250k players due to that like if either of them was playing 40 minutes efficiently like yeah that all adds up in my head um but look he's got a lower break even of 29 this week but i still see him as one of those blokes that could just walk out and get 12 one game uh whereas i don't think i see that from a frolling or a gary clark but it's a pod it's definitely a pod and if it pays off like it did this week just gone then Who's having the last laugh on that one? But, yeah, I like it. Um, just ducking through the questions, um, we I think we've answered this from Corey Blackledge. Um, do I pick Lamb or Clark? I'm mm-hmm. in the camp for Clark at the moment as much as I think Lamb will score more than Clark this week. Yeah. Uh, I just don't think it's worth the extra 80K and the having to trade him out next week. Um, I'm in this, well, actually I'm not in this situation, Kobo. Um, so maybe Hammer can answer this one. I've actually, I was going to start Wiley over Valentine, but I found a way to start Humphreys over them both. Um, would you start Wiley or Valentine, man? 
Mm, look, I've got them both on my bench. Uh, Wiley has been severely disappointing, uh, as has Valentine. I would go with Wiley uh, just based on the fact that he has more minutes. He, he's still getting the 30-odd minutes. Uh, Valentine's you know, tickling 20 minutes now off the bench. So um, that that's the only thing separating them. They've both been very disappointing. Here's one for you. Could you ever imagine that Baines dropped to 46.5K this season? 86K. Uh, no. You know what? I kind of can. He was terrible last year too. It's got to be the worst max marquee contract out. Uh, yeah. Look, I, I very much doubt he'll be in the league next year. I think it's due to injuries. Um, I think that that injury that he had, and it was like getting bitten by a spider or falling in the shower or something ludicrous at the Olympics as to why he couldn't make the bronze medal ceremony. Like, you've mm. won that. You make it there. Whatever happened was a freak of nature. It was an accident. He probably, honestly, that was the retirement tap on the shoulder. Pretty much. He, he's obviously done well to come back, but it's it's not the same. And it's I've always found Baines a really, uh, like, situation specific guy like he's looked incredible in some of those earlier olympic runs with uh you know patty sets big screens he's got guards who come off well shoot the ball and look when he used to dive and lob uh the situation just hasn't been the same since and he hasn't been the same it's 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 a combination of a lot of things it's sad and you do wonder like i wonder ego wise as a basketball player, I maybe would rather retire at 35 and have people remember me being the player that, that I was than whatever this is. Yeah. But Be, become a coach that... and still help Rocco. The, the Toowoomba Mountaineers are still going to remember you for many years to come as a 35-year-old running around. You Don't sell yourself short. Oh, mate, I'm only 33, and I tell you what, if the call-up's there, ooh, I, I tell you what, I've been hitting my free throws from the line at a great clip. So, uh, oh, and so I, I tell you what, I probably get, and I probably get punched more than anyone else in the league. Can I say? <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, I reckon, I reckon the count for this season is uh, meet me in the parking lot two, uh, Matrix one. So, uh, yeah, look. Uh, people hate playing. People like playing with me. People hate playing against me, and it's only because I'm a pest. Um, this is this is another one. Uh, 438k is affordable if your bench has Bales and Krislovich. Um, just had to throw that yeah. in. Um, McCall and JLA out for Clark and Froling. Great trades, I think, for Froling. Theo. Um, Sobe stayed at the caravan park where I was on New Year's, and he was wearing a knee brace. You've heard it here first. Breaking news. His knee's his knee sore from carrying the team all year. Um, because the other Max signing plays eight minutes a game now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, a flying toilet is mentioning. Baines must on. be taking all the money that Brisbane are paying if he's staying at the caravan park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it was in a villa. It was in a oh. uh, cabin, sorry. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> Not the trailer park. Um, I don't mind Wiley and DJ. A flying toilet is mentioning DJ 3J, somebody we haven't covered, but good schedule, still a mm. double double game week. Uh, he's dropped in cash a little bit. Uh, could be the pod move going forward if you're looking for a safe pod. I think he's kind yeah. of like your Trey Kells, your Sobies, your Jalen Adams, that he also has a 10 in him, um, but probably more likely to score a 40 than a Valentine yeah. or someone like that. He's been good. He's he's pretty much all but been offered a contract for next year. They're throwing all their eggs in, in the DJ basket. He's got the green light. You know, it's if he doesn't put up a thirty or a forty, it's just because he's had an off game. It's not because he hasn't had the opportunity. Um, Selcook again in the chat. Thanks for popping in again. Um, who should he bench this week out of Cartwright, Vasilovic, and Adams? And I wonder if you've got these blokes in, like whether one of these guys are one of the guys you should be trading out. I don't know, like. Uh, like via jewels, obviously. Um, I think they're all just guards, but yeah. like surely you know you've got a Taj McCall or a um, or a yeah. Denzel Valentine or somebody that you can get up to get up one of these primo yeah. forwards. But if I had to choose, it's probably Adams. Yeah, I don't know yourself, kid. Probably can't, right? But you're, you're right. It's a lot to have on your bench if you haven't got your Fords looking schmick. Uh, Adam's going to lose cash again this week is all I'm looking at. And you risk not bringing in – and, yes, I'm playing with one of my kids' toys that I found under my foot before. Um, but Dude. you risk you risk not being able to bring in one of these guys you really want to bring in, like a lamb in a, in a phenomenal run or um, by – losing cash out of somebody like Adams, you still need to like, yes, cash generous. Yes. Getting points on the board's important, but you need to mm. not lose so much cash that you've got a uh, Krizlovich sitting on your bench. <laughs> He's been solid. He's making cash. Um, Here's one for you. And I actually really quite like it. I nearly mentioned a Milton Doyle captain. If you're going to bring him in much like the JLA scenario that, so many of us did last week. Uh, Milton Doyle could be a really good pod captain because I do like his matchups this week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you've been holding him, he has the ability to go big. He's had a few down weeks of late. His price is probably attractive too now. But um, he had 46 on the weekend and, yeah, why not? As a little fun fact, as a little bit of a side note, Milton Doyle happens to be my wife's hall pass. So, uh I better watch out. If he gets another 46, I could be in trouble at the game. Yeah, Wednesday night I might give you – you know what? I reckon – you know what? He could be your hall pass if he gets 50. Could be the pod, yeah. <laughs> um, look, um, Rob Spunk doesn't want any of the Sydney players now after hearing that about old mate's dad cutting you. Um, <laughs> um Source must have next round or go without him. As a one-week play, he's probably one of the guys that I would look at. But when Southeast Melbourne start coming into a double game week, like also Perth, and I think I'd rather spend that money on a 
Bryce Cotton in a last yeah. minute dash. If I could bring in Bryce Cotton and Alan Williams for those two without a boost, I'd be absolutely laughing. You know what? I, I think it's actually kind of doable. If you've if you got Froling at centre, you get rid of maybe a lamb, move Froling to the power forward spot. That's freed up a lot of cash for source. Depending on who you got at guard, you can probably sell and bring in uh, Mr. 500K. Um, a flying toilet also has, do you expect McCarran uh, to be, a, did you expect McCarran to be 120K this year? Definitely not. I expected him to nearly play the most amount of minutes for that team. Yeah, it's been an astronomical slide from uh, Grace, hasn't it? And here's one. Uh, you've played basketball with me, mate. Do I get super coach points for getting punched? And I tell you what, when everybody's focused on decking uh, this little guy that all he can do is hit mid-range shots and uh, do basically nothing else. Um, look, it really takes the, uh, takes the heat off some of the other guys, doesn't it? Absolutely. You're the heat seeker that we all love to play with. Takes the attention <laughs> off the rest of us. Um. I don't. I haven't heard when Source is back. Have you? No, I got no information on it at all. There's a few of those injuries where we haven't heard a thing. So hopefully, you know, prior to this round starting, which isn't far off, we we get a little bit of news. Can I tell you that going Wiley to Clark this week and using your last boost on a double game week for both? I don't like it. I would bank the boost, even though I like the Wiley to Clark move. I actually love the Wiley to Clark move, but yeah. you can't do it. Well, yeah. See, I've got Wiley on my bench now. I'm done with him. I, I love Clark is a major upgrade. It's him. Can you do it without a boost on this week and cop a couple? Yeah. Look, figure it out, but it's I like the trade. Just I don't know if you're gonna want that boost for later. Yeah, and it's probably the Southeast Melbourne and Perth double that you will mm. use it on. Um, yeah. So you've got to think about maybe like the upside of Clark over Wiley, like what's it gets you an extra 20 points mm-hmm. or the upside of what, like a Bryce Cotton over anyone else or a, like, you know, some trades like a source over anyone else. Um, that's, exactly. that's my questions. Um, yeah. A guy who we haven't mentioned, Mitch Creek, if Southeast Melbourne are missing any of their imports, you mentioned that it was just a massive struggle for Mitch Creek. Um, and that's why that you won't be looking to him. Yeah, look, he, he did have 40, which was surprising, but a lot of that came late. Um, on the other hand, he, he has to shoulder the load. There's no one else who's going to get it done, but you know, that, that does mean other teams can focus on him. So he did well to get 40, but the, the team struggled to get to 40 points as a group, you know, like, I prefer him when you've got Source and the other guys around him. Yeah, and maybe some of those other guys will be back by the by next yeah. week when we're looking at him. So, yeah, that's For something sure. that I'd look at. Look, let's leave it on a high note. Corey Blackleach has 10 double game players this week. All the best. I hope you win the $1,000, to be honest. Yeah. And, as um, long as one of your double game players isn't Bawali Bales. Mate, uh, do you have anything to finish on or are we wrapping off the week? And uh, can we find your last-minute tweets on uh, on Twitter or are you going to be a bit more active on the Discord this week? 
Maybe I'll uh, tweet or what do you call it? Your Discord or whatever it is from the game on Wednesday. That's uh, we'll see. Sounds good. Remember an early um, an early lockout with a game on Wednesday rather than the Thursday. There's your public service announcement for the week, and uh, you've listened to an Insight Fantasy Sport podcast. Cheerio. Good luck.